0: Hi, Krishna. Um, what I wanted to do today is uh, just now round off the personal conviction uh, area and go on into the ISKCON discussion. Uh, I wanted to go over the uh, table of contents and just quickly discuss um, there, (coughs) the uh, section number two about faith from the perspective of personal conviction. Uh, The reason is is that uh, it's not just a random list of some topics that, uh, well, just happen to, to be there, but there is some sort of progression in there, there is a certain uh, train of thought, a certain evolution of like conclusions, so I wanted to uh, very quickly mention that and then kind of summarize the whole thing. Um, Okay, so we begin with the section of 26 to 44. Faith, personal diction, 26 to 44 it mentions. So, taste moves all or we are pleasure seeking. That is that is the point. We're looking for happiness. However, at the same time uh, the funny thing is that we are asked to, to renounce it. Eh? We're asked to make a sacrifice. We're asked to Although we get like some vision of like the higher uh, goal, meanwhile, in order, although we're pleasure seeking to attain it, we must suffer voluntarily, (laughs) perform austerities, sacrifice, and all that. Uh, The principal duty uh, for us in our movement is not so much to perform austerities for austerity's sake, Uh, we're not sitting in the winter up to the neck in cold water as they used to do in Vedic times, some yogis at least. We are uh, simply asked to sacrifice material desire. And we are asked to make a sacrifice to please Krishna, uh, do whatever is necessary for him, uh, which can be very difficult sometimes. So, uh, there we may have to do many things for which we have no taste, which are not at all inspiring to us. So there is some immediate uh, dichotomy within us. Uh, that dichotomy is is difficult to deal with, and uh, because how long can one just function on duty, on austerity alone? Right? At one point. Uh, Everything hollows out. Even the most determined person, if he doesn't get some taste, then after some time it becomes like very, very difficult. And then the risk of fall down becomes imminent. Fall down, of course, can have different causes. Uh, offenses in spiritual life is, is a serious cause of fall down. I'm not really addressing that right now. What I'm addressing is just... The kind of the grind of like of of like for a long, long time performing spiritual life as a duty, as an austerity, and you know it's the right thing, but actually you're not happy, just not really happy. And therefore, Mm -hmm. after many years, you know, you just feel I can't do this anymore. (coughs) So this is a very common phenomenon. And we may call it in a big way fall down. Uh, In one sense, uh, every step away, further away from Krishna than one was, is in one sense. Uh, Like uh, that's the concept. We're not supposed to go backwards in spiritual life. We're supposed to go forwards. Uh, So. What to speak of real we'll fall down, giving up regulated principles or giving up spiritual practices. As soon as you let it be known, as soon as you're not chanting sixteen rounds, as soon as you're not following for regulated principles, you have fallen down. Okay? Um, if, if for some reason, due to circumstances, we we are not chanting. Uh, unless it is due to extreme physical conditions, uh, there is no excuse not to change 16 rounds. The whole uh, clause uh, where it says that rounds can be carried over to the next day is really like, uh, I think that clause should be understood as uh, an accident clause, the accident clause. It's like when the unexpected, overwhelmed us, right, uh, but you can't sort of plan it, like, well, you know, I'm so busy today, I'll, uh, I'll chant it tomorrow, then that, that's falling, uh, that, that's uh, quite an offensive move, uh, sorry, it's like, uh, we should see the chanting is like uh, an offering to Krishna, So it's just like, well, to to Krishna, today I'm too busy to offer you this nice plate of of bhoga, you know. But tomorrow I'll I'll put some extra preps on that kind of thing, you know, to make up for it. Would we do that? I don't think anybody, I I hope nobody would think that's all right with the deity. So the same thing with the holy name, that's not all right. So this this carrying forward clause is really like, uh, well, you know, if the inadvertent things happen, then at least you try and make up for it the next day. And saving rounds, of course, is totally... uh, uh, there's no real shastic reference for it, it's just a further expansion of that principle. What if you're so sick, even the second day you can't move, right? Uh, It does happen, right? It it does happen. Uh, I've been in that condition myself, in a hospital where I couldn't move for... uh, for three days or so, I just could not move at all. For three days, just all that could move was my eyes. A little bit, of a speech very soft,
1: speech,
0: a But even in, no, in the beginning, I couldn't speak. I would just see, could not speak. So, um, so it can. In, in those conditions, it was a little difficult to change. You know, at one point, somebody well, we should give them, give them this beach, you know. So they gave me the beach, and I lost them in the bed, you know. <laughs> and, were, and I couldn't move around in the bed. To look. They were somewhere in the ocean of the bed, right? <laughs> Whatever that was. Uh, lost, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we should be very careful about, about uh, that. But obviously, to just do this as a duty is very difficult. Uh, So after that, the risk of fall down, there was the concept of the reward at the end. It's all spiritual it's all duty, it's all austerity, it's pushing, 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 and then at the end you will go back to Godhead, you get the reward at the end kind of thing. And there are many, many uh, processes that work like that, reward at the end. But Krishna consciousness is not meant to be like that, that the reward is at the end. Partially the reward is at the end, and partially the reward is now. As we're going, there is already reward, and there's meant to be reward. There's meant to be inspiration. And when it's not there, then we're doing something wrong. If if it's that's to be understood, then we are not properly following the process. If If we are not getting any inspiration now, then there's something wrong. Now that can be, in the old days, it was then... It's because you're not surrendering. You know, you're not surrendering. So just surrender, uh, push more, right? Go out again. You know, do more books, do do more, do bigger for the mission kind of thing. But then we saw that some of the big big heroes, after some time, also lost their taste, right? And even the surrendered souls. I've also tried to be one. After some time, you know, you go like, well, you know, phew. but now it's really getting a bit too much, you know. and they it's like. He said, take more service, okay, I'll take more service. And I started at 6 a.m. in the morning. They so, like, said, you know, no more class. Boy, oh, austere. steer. Anyway, listen to a tape on the job somewhere, right? And it's like, go on. And then I was like, well, take more service. Now you start at 5.30, you know? When do I chant my rounds? Eh? During Mongolati in the back, right? Uh, that's the stage where I... I, I but now it's getting too much, you know, come on, yeah. give me a break. Uh,
1: uh,
0: so, just surrender in service and in the process is also not uh, the only way to always get the mercy. Uh, we also need some, some serious spiritual life. Then the emphasis is placed on savana. We need good so many times good savana. But uh, good sadhana alone uh, is, is something else. There's a difference between bhajan and sadhana. And uh, I make that point uh, because we begin to become more aware that the ghosty Anandi should also have some bhajan. Um, uh, previously, you know, bhajan was a radioactive word in, uh, in ISKCON and if you dare to say it, they're thinking like, you know, are you going to Radha Kund or something, you know, uh, where did you get this, you know, we are smelling some Sahaja tendencies here. Right? And that's how ISKCON was for a long, long time and now that has uh, kind of, it's evolved that you even dare to openly say that bhajan's okay, you know. And that you're not off and that a goes and only not only so people start to say, yes, bhajan is okay. Now today I want to go one step further and say, Bhajan is a must. Right? A few years ago I would have been strung up at this point, right? Some authority would have burst open the door. Right? We heard all that, you know. You're under arrest, you know? <laughs> it would have been like that. Um, so what I want to kind of, what do I want to? This, what is the difference we see in and Bhajan? Basically, uh, Bhajan has an element of uh, of serving Krishna, right? Bhajdatu, you know, the, the the bhakti element, the service to Krishna is there. The relishing element is in there. The uh, the heart is in there. Uh, bhajan is really very much our uh, our reciprocation with Krishna we are uh, offering our senses in the service of Krishna for his pleasure in our Vajan right and in exchange we are uh, becoming inspired in it and this inspiration is what has to carry us and we have to learn how to be inspired like that where sadhana is more, you know, you, it's like it's the magic wand, you know, you chant these 16 rounds and Maya will not touch you, kind of thing, right? Uh, some sort of like, you know, uh, <laughs> ward of the evil forces of Maya, you know, ha <laughs> you know, 16, right? Like, there was this movie uh, called The Omen, you know, and, and it was all about this... Uh, uh, the this, this 666 was taking birth in the world and it was this priest and he was hiding in a room and the forces of evil were getting too strong and he nailed another cross on the wall and there were like hundreds of crosses in all directions and on the door etc and then and eventually right and evil got him right and one day he had an accident and a plate of glass came on the truck and cut his head. 666 was taken over i mean like uh, um, it's not exactly like that, that, uh war with Maya, you know, yes, we are in war with Maya, but in one sense, uh, on a personal platform, uh, it's not just this big inner fight every day, you know, there it should, it should be uh, a lot of inspiration in certain <coughs> Um, I'll do another seminar on it some other time and just really get like. Maybe I'm possibly giving a seminar here this summer in the. In the what is it called? The summer seminars. What is it
1: called? Mm-hmm.
0: Convention stuff. During the convention. So at that time, we're talking about it now, so I was thinking, well, maybe I should do this. for the ghost yeah, so overcoming the till desires, uh, it's very nice that Krishna helps the devotee to cleanse the heart. Um, I, I put a quote in here from the Gunditja Marjana uh, cleansing of the temple, and then there's this verse which says that somehow or other mysteriously, all the pathways were also cleansed, right? How it happened, nobody knew, mm-hmm. but it was the Lord who did it. So this is, this is nice, you know, and the purport also explains this a little bit, how... The Lord helps in this way. And uh, I've also used the uh, Garuda Garuda and the sparrow example. You know, the sparrow is is just, what can he do? He attracts the mercy of Garuda. So we attract the mercy of Krishna. Krishna will help us to to do it. So that's very important. So we should not uh, despair when things look very difficult and grim. You know, when the material desires are looking like insurmountable, know that Krishna has a thunderbolt on his feet that can that he can smash that mountain to pieces. I'm going a little quick, I'm talking fast and you know it may be hard to keep up, but I don't want to waste the whole morning on a review of something when I should be moving on into the next topic, but I feel the review is necessary, so please bear with me. Um, okay, miracles, I skipped that. Blind faith, we spoke about it, uh, that we kind of really dealt with philosophy suspension disbelief see the reason is is that uh, Krishna is invisible God is invisible and that is the big problem and that is why in the whole world there are so many types of faith because nobody sees him Right? atasya krishna namadi you cannot you cannot see him by materials by the blunt material senses so Therefore, philosophers are arguing that he exists, doesn't he, and therefore uh, everybody has his own belief. And for us, it also is a problem. We are kind of, uh, we we see, we have different reasons to believe. Uh, We'll come to that uh, at the bottom of of the page, that our bottom line Is Prabhupada, that he is the living proof, right? Because uh, when everything else you're not sure of, right? If if somebody starts to go, well how do you know, right? How do you know that is true? How do you know that Krishna is true, right? How do you know that's really true? How do you know it? And you keep on asking every time you give a reply, you ask again, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know? know?" Then ultimately it comes to Prabhupada, right? And then we say, like God where was a personality like Prabhupada, right? who uh, had uh, the qualities of Prabhupada, who did the work of Prabhupada right? to prove that he really had the qualities. Right? He did not just display the qualities, right? he could have said, well, you know, maybe he was just a very uh, sort of a charismatic personality. Right. Uh, and maybe he just had his effulgence, and maybe he had this uh, this special ability to impress people, etc. Maybe he had all that, you know. But then look at the sacrifice he made, all based on love, right? I mean, no one could have done what Prabhupada did, and no one did what Prabhupada did, right? We hear all uh, people saying, this Vaishnava is an Uttama Adhikari, that Vaishnava is an Uttama Adikari Well, that means he must have... Uh, frame, right? He must have deep devotional attachment to Krishna. Now, how did this frame show in Prabhupada? It showed by what he did, right? how Prabhupada did it, how he actually went all alone to New York. I mean, I don't know uh, if, you, if you ever go to New York, uh, but when you're a stranger and you don't know New York, right? and you go for the first time to New go, even if I, I... Whenever I go to New York, I calculate what time of the day my plane's going to arrive. And I'm sure it's in the middle of the day, not at an odd hour, right? You're crazy to arrive at an odd hour in New York, you know. You're setting yourself up for trouble to start off with. I arrive in the middle of the day, right? Uh, and whenever I'm moving around in New York, I know where I'm going. And depending on and, and certain areas I'm not going, definitely not. And I know what I've got in my pockets when I'm going in which area and in which way. If I've got too much, I take a cap. And if I've got really too much, I don't even take a yellow cap. I take a private cap, right? From a private car company, right? Because even yellow caps, you know, it's funny things happen in yellow caps. Yeah? That's just New York City. The subway, well, you know, okay, you know, it's a zoo down there and anything goes, right? Uh, just watch out, you know don't carry that big fancy watch don't sit there with a walkman on your head don't uh, do lots of things in there you know no big money belts and you know but do have that 20 dollars in your pocket somewhere in case a guy wants to mug you at least you got something to give him right that's the, that's the law of the new york subway There right? there's certain ways to survive in new york city right? and if you know you're okay and if you don't you know you might get in a lot of trouble there right so, understand where Prabhupada went, all alone, right, no, no address, right, uh, there are some vague Dr. Misra somewhere, you know, stay. no money, right? nothing, New York, New York no money, no mercy, right? that's New York, listen, okay, man, money talks, right, okay, that's, that's so many bucks, you got it or not, you know, you, get, you got it, move over, man, next, right, you got no time to talk to you, okay, this is New York City, no time to waste. Yeah? That's how it is, you know. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
0: uh, I'm just sketching it a little bit like this, because uh, Prabhupada went there. Right? Old man from India, not knowing what to expect. No money, right there in New York. No joke, right, no joke. Heavy sacrifice. What to speak of going to the Bowery, that's one of those places where you say, Well, maybe I'll pass that street, you know, it's just one of those streets where you'd say, maybe maybe, maybe we'll just one go there, right? Uh, like Harlem, you know, who goes to Harlem? Or even like to the temple, which is downtown Brooklyn, you know, many people let say if you sometimes you're preaching in New York and you give someone a visiting card at the temple, you say, Come and visit the temple and they look at it and they, say, they look at you like, Well It would have been wonderful, you know, but, like, it might as well be on the moon, you know. As far as they're concerned, Brooklyn might as well be on the moon, because it's just one of those places, you know, this life, you'll never go there. And that's where we are. And there we live, and outside, they're walking with big monkey wrenches, you know, just big pipe wrenches,
1: really, like, at
0: six in the morning, what is this guy... Going with this pipe wrench for, <laughs> or you see the little kids coming on bicycle with guns in their hands, and just wondering like, um, are these toy guns already real? <laughs> they look very real. Hmm. Right, they look—they're about twelve years old. You know, it's like, hmm, maybe I should go inside. Right, then, <laughs> opposite of the temple, right. Interesting enough, <clears throat> there is an insane asylum, and I'm always wondering, right, looking at the people on the street what kind of people are going to be inside? <laughs> anyway, just all this about New York, just to kind of like illustrate what Robert really did, you know? How he went there, how he just went for this big experiment, right? And how he just... I mean, when we read in the in the Lilam Rita about the, uh, the early days, you know... Uh, 26 Second Avenue. It sounds kind of romantic, you know. But God, when you look at these VCDs, right? And you look at the 1966 VCDs of these people there, and you go, like, Oh God. Oh no. Oh, that's, that's uh, the video uh, CD that you can watch on your computer, so you can look at the 66 26 Second Avenue one. My impression when I saw it was like, Oh my God. You know? Did you have to live with these people? Oh no. If I would have to live with them, I don't know if I would want to, you know. Would I really want to preach that way? Oh, God. I mean, I might have joined his God brothers and stayed nice and comfortable in some more uh, holy place, right? But some, but the pits, that was the pits. And these people were half mad. I mean, they're totally like way out there, and then suddenly they say something Krishna conscious. And you can see how Prabhupada has penetrated, you know, in the midst of, like, the fuzz and the cloud and everything else. Oh, boy. Asteer, austere. So, uh, how could he do it on the strength of love? How could he conquer all these people on the strength of love? So I went there. Okay, back to blind faith in the middle of the list, 31. Uh, Prabhupada said there must be philosophy. We spoke extensively about suspension of this belief that we are not asking people, believe, 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 that's another religion, you know. Uh, and we are not asking to be a believer, we're asking, stop being a non-believer, because that's also being a believer. You know? Become neutral. Um, <clears throat> well, okay, the relationship between reason and belief, please read it in the book, you know, at your, when you have time. Uh, indicative logic is a term I am introducing here I haven't said much about it I'll say something about it now um, that you know for, for a while I was thinking about the reincarnation verse famous mean father hey right and thinking like well it's so many times presented as some sort of proof right of reincarnation Said so like but you know it's not proof at all. Eh? Why you know? For because you're going from uh, childhood to youth to old age, and, and, at, and then therefore you go into the next body at the time of death. Why? 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 It's like Not logic, but it has to be like that. Right? It's not proof in that sense. Right? So we see that it is not like a hard, empiric type of evidence. Right? It's not that kind of proof. So it's not that kind of logic right, that is being employed. Uh, rather there's an other type of logic there, and I call it indicative logic, right? Uh, because it is giving indication. There are some, the, the term is also found on the web, there are some different definitions of it. Mine is is, uh, is overlapping with some others, but maybe slightly different. Uh, so. But that's not like uh, uncommon, you know, when you look in any dictionary, you can see Kant's definition of this word, someone else's definition of a word. So, I don't feel scared to use the term Uh, indicative logic, because I I can't think of any better term for it, but we have to use, it is indicative logic. Because it's, I would say, there is hard fact-finding logic, indicative logic, and then one level further... Is intuitive logic, and then there's like total blind faith. I guess is the next uh, the next level down, right? Uh, that is like hard uh, empiric logic, right? Just hard fact verifying logic. Right? Uh, so that's what academics generally use, etc. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's in there. It's in there. You, you'll see that, like, uh, if you look at them, uh, I, I don't want to go through them right now, like, but uh, because, you know, time will, will open up Pandora's box. We want to keep it very much closed. But if you look there, there is one of them, which is referring to a sign, to, so that is actually to an indication. So that's the indicative. So G. Lucas recognizes also and there is even a Sanskrit term for it, which uh, you can find for me, and tell me. Tell us later. Uh, what I want to do now with this, uh, I want to explain the concept of it, and uh, it means that if we look at Deenus uh, Minyatat Dehe, well, the verse is indicating a consistency. That there is boyhood youth old age and there's all this changing going on so why not another change at the time of death especially if you see it in the context of Krishna and especially if you see that uh, in the context of a creator who naturally has put a signature under the painting and you know and you can recognize it right like it's uh, you know it's a it's a Pushkar, right it's like it's got that uh, that particular style you know it's like uh, so uh, it would be kind of natural that the creation has got style, yeah? and that, or in other words, that it has his uh, his mood. That it is, it's his creation. So it's his product. So his personality is in his creation. Right? This is the pratibimba principle, the principle of reflection, yata Bhaka Pratibhimba, pratibimba. That everything is. Uh, is a reflection of the Lord and therefore everything has the nature of the Lord. And therefore within the Prabhupada says in the tenth canto, therefore the psychology of the Lord can be found in the material nature. Uh, so uh, so in this way it's not hard proof, but there's a logic to it. Eh? Yes, that the consistency is there. There's a logic to it. I'll give another example, the example of Krishna being Noviovanam, eternally useful Yes, if if I was God, I wouldn't be old, so it makes sense, makes sense, you know, like therefore, it's an indication, right, yes, I mean, I can accept this on the strength, I don't know it as a fact, but it gives me confidence, right, that if there is a God, that, that he would be young, right? and beautiful, and, and etc., that gives me confidence, it's like, there's no viomanum thing, it gives us faith, it gives us confidence, although, you know, I can't prove it, that he's young, etc., but, He ought to be, you know, it makes sense. Why wouldn't he? Why would he be anything else? Why would he be old and ugly?
1: Huh? Yes, but we
0: accept also that he's old, but why would he look old? We accept his oldness, he's the oldest of the oldest, but why would he look old? We feel that it's logically better yeah, that we look young, because old age is a punishment. If you haven't noticed it yet, you will. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. they, they
0: That's what you think because you're young. And so, it's older is wiser to some extent, but older is also <laughs> losing it. <Huh>? Losing, <laughs> you know, older is like. You're wiser, but your capacity to to get to grasp things is also going down. Your memory is getting shot. Your concentration levels go down, right? You know, it's like, you know, I was like um, a whiz at mathemat- mathematics. Now, you know, ugh, mathematics, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, don't even talk to me about it, right? It's like I, it's like, I hate it, you know. it's like, to, that, to try and put my brain into something like that, yeah, yeah. Um, unless you've practiced that your whole life, you can't maintain that into your old age. Like Vishnu Murti is still good with numbers, yeah? because he's still a natural. <laughs> but he's quick on his, hes quick on the calculator. Though. He, he doesn't miss a beat. You know, he, he acts very really like that oh, but like. That's part of his profile. You know that he's a slow, but he's he never (laughs) misses. He never he always makes profit. I said when it comes to selling books, and he has no scruples about it because he sells transcendental wares. You know he feels totally blissful because everyone gets blessed. (laughs) (laughs)
1: The
0: more profit Vishnu makes, the more we get blessed. (laughs) I shouldn't tell your secrets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, a, a broader con- indicative logic in a broader context now uh, is the invitation of Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami to, if you indeed are interested in logic and argument, then apply it to the mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu So now let us understand Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and you get the full picture of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the more we see how he acts, we must conclude he's Krishna, we must conclude he's the Supreme Lord, because who could could act so wonderful? Who could do it all like that? Who could do all these amazing things? And not only that they're amazing, but in the sense of wonderful exhibitions of supernatural activity, but also amazing in... In, in the dealings with all living beings, being so sensitive, so it's more than it's not just a display of like great mystic perfection, but also a display of great affection, of great love, of like in all aspects, right? The complete picture of God is like so much being depicted there. As the uh, I did a, a seminar here, uh, which was called. Uh, the mercy uh, expanding in in all directions, right? And that's really what we see It's emanating like in all ways. You know, it's goes internal, external. Uh, so that's the type of logic that Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami is speaking about. There is indicative logic. It's not hard hard fact, but it's like he's asking us to to kind of look at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's miracle, and if you look at all these indications, then our faith will automatically grow, right? because all these indications of looking at his particular nature and pastimes is, is so amazing, Chamatkar, it says, so amazing, one becomes amazed, that naturally one's faith will grow. And we see several uh, examples of personalities in the pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who developed faith like that. You know, he must be the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Muslim king you know, came to that conclu- conclusion, although his minister, Subhuli Roy, tried to tell him, no, no, he's just some ordinary mendicant passing by, but the Muslim is, no, I don't think so. He comes here, so many people in the country are accepting him as a great prophet, the minister said, "No, no." The Hindu minister said, "No, no. It's highly exaggerated, with the purpose of hiding Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from prosecution." And uh, he just simply said, uh, that, uh, "No, uh, I don't believe this." Then Sanatan Goswami came, and he asked Sanatan Goswami. Sanatan Goswami said, "You are the king. You are the representative of the Lord. Look in your heart, and you will know the truth." Yeah. So, the king's heart and the king's mind is a means to know the truth. In the king's heart. I think in my heart he's the supreme God. Right. so How? Based on indicative logic, actually. Uh, intuitive logic goes even a step vaguer, you know, where you kind of like have a hunch, you know, like you don't have much, it's, it's, you have no information, practically speaking. When right. in there's indicative logic, you have information. Right? You have some information. On the basis of information, you kind of make a make a conclusion. Intuitive, you just got that, got that feeling, right? That's a, that's a, and blind that's sort. And why believing that? Well, I don't know. Never
1: thought about it.
0: Then gets very blind. Anyway, I'm not talking about blind faith. Uh, so I hope that with this this term is crystal clear, yeah. this concept is crystal clear, that I don't need to kind of go into question or intercession about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because it's it's. I mean, my point is, I mm-hmm. mean, the trust of what I'm saying is that it's uh, that it's actually for the common man, uh, the normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, way to make choices in life and that for us it is very much uh, essential uh, in, in, in maybe the, the main type of logic for developing our faith yeah. more than the heart effect verifying thing you know, that we need to to That we become very much convinced when we learn all these arguments for why God exists, you know, design argument, common consent argument, this ontological argument, Hansel's argument, and all this kind of argument, you know. I mean, after reading all that, it's not that I suddenly like, now, uh, now I feel like uh, really a lot better, you know. I'd have read this, now I feel, yes, yes, Krishna uh, must be all true, no. But I'm much more convinced, when the more I read about how wonderful Krishna really is, etc., the more I become uh, convinced, yes, you must become. And therefore, the next section I went to was the qualities of Krishna. And then I gave some examples, wonderful linguists. Uh, you know, I had this thing about aloof from the world, and I forgot actually what it, what it was. And... Um, I vaguely remember it, but not exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Six, huh? uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, we're looking at Krishna, who appears to be very aloof in the midst of two armies. Senior ubior mater. Arjuna is visidantam lamenting, and Krishna is prahasan smiling. Later, he tells Arjuna, "You're mourning for what is not worthy of grief." The second chapter is very much establishing the eternity of the soul and considers the fate of the body not very important. The eleventh chapter demonstrates the universal form in which the Lord just crunches up the heroes of the battlefield between the teeth of his unlimited, huge, gaping mouth. Time I am, the great destroyer of worlds. And yet we see that throughout the Bhagavad Gita, on a practical level, Krishna is very involved as the friend and chariot driver of Arjuna. Uh, so, like, uh, well, anyway, that's just an, that's an interesting feature about Krishna, how he is so aloof, but actually he's, he's acting really aloof, but he's not at all aloof, because he's all along going out of his way to be with his devotee in this whole battlefield where he basically doesn't belong. Right? What has he got to do with some battle of, of men, you know? And he's He's above it. Right? He wouldn't have, to. why would he, why would the Supreme Lord have to be on the battle of Kuruksetra? In the middle of a ghastly scene like that. But no, only for Arjuna.
1: And, well, for these few others.
0: Um, so, I thought that was important to look at, because this aloofness of Krishna is is, is a problem in his qualities, right? It's kind of the, the the renounced mood of Krishna, laughing, you know, in the midst of the battlefield is like, uh, is, is very, uh, it's a little difficult you know, to see this allusion. But if you see that he all alone cares very much for his devotee, very much. So, you see also he appears as Rupa to show how to do it, so he cares very much. Uh, this caring element of Krishna, then, I have... Kind of gone a little further on that. Krishna is attracted by the smallest service. Uh, It is said that Krishna is is Achuta and he is never forgetful. Achuta means infallible, right? It means he never fails to notice the smallest service done by any devotee. It's like said in the Krishna book that for that reason he is known as Achuta. So it's the best translation you have of in Ch- Achyuta, right, that Krishna never fails to notice the smallest service rendered. Uh, okay. Goswami uh, perceives the forest of endowment with pure transcendental uh, vision of
1: Balutra also. You read that. 37.
0: I'm going to finish this by 11 o'clock and then we go in a different mode. We have a five minute break then. Five minutes, right? uh, Jiva Goswami is perceiving the forest of Vindavan with pure transcendental vision. Ah, look at the deep love Vindavan forest feels. Sometimes Lord Vishnu's forest becomes stunned like a motionless mountain. Sometimes the forest trembles. It leaves and petals moving, suddenly pushing out many new sprouts. That forest sometimes stands with the hairs of its body erect in ecstasy. Jiva Goswami Gopaccham. Personally, I find Jiva Goswami's description very attractive. He sees the reality of Vrindavan on the level of the spiritual dimension whereas most of us just remain in the dimension of a North Indian village between Delhi and Andhra. We may only be able to imagine a spiritual world where even the forest is overwhelmed with love of God, but it sounds certainly wonderful and attracts my heart. It would be fantastic to be in such a place. Such descriptions increase my faith that Krishna consciousness is worthwhile.
1: personal
0: reason why I like that and why I put it in just... as as all examples of indicative logic. Mm. Uh, And how, just to illustrate to you that I'm not making it up, you know, trying to impose something upon our philosophy with my own intellectual wranglings, but that I'm trying to show how it really works for us. And, And that the process of hearing is based on this, because we are hearing and hearing about this transcendental subject matter again and again and gradually it begins to attract our uh, our minds and absorb our minds more and more. This is how it works. Mm -hmm. Okay, but but the bottom line of everything is Prabhupada. And that we already said. So then I have a whole list of, of things qualifying that a little bit. The simple secret of success that he followed the orders of his uh, spiritual master, full faith in the words of spiritual master, full faith in the words of Lord Chaitanya, he would be on fall down, teacher by example. Uh, he said the Western people are proof-hungry yeah? uh, on one occasion, and, and he tried to cater to that. So he preaches with logic and argument. That's why I made it one of the essays, uh, or one of the essay assignments, to prove how proud preaches with logic and arguments. Yeah? And I also have with me like uh, a reader which has been compiled by Mahatma uh, on this kind of topic. He's doing it, he's, he's showing it how prophet's preaching is preaching. Right so, if somebody's, we could get, make a copy for the library if you don't have. It. And, uh, yeah, well, then I felt like uh, I, I, I went back to the point of. Uh, Yeah, where we started off that uh, Krishna is invisible, that is to the conditioned soul, cannot be seen with the mundane senses, but he must be visible, Uh, he must be visible to the self-realized soul, so therefore we came to this session to see Krishna or not, seeing Krishna always, and then the second aspect of that is Love of God in separation from Krishna, where the devotee doesn't, he's, he's, he's always thinking of Krishna, but he doesn't see him anywhere. He's like, where is Krishna? Kind of Titani uh, Mahaprabhu separation, or the goes from separation. But that means another way of always seeing Krishna, right? internally, always seeing Krishna, always right. thinking of Krishna, totally obsessed by Krishna, and everywhere looking for Krishna. So Krishna sometimes makes himself visible and sometimes invisible to his devotee. But in his heart the devotee always sees Krishna. That kind of... uh, Then you could say uh, at that stage faith is complete. Then we have really like uh, fully... uh, Then we've got full faith. and we always see Krishna in the heart. That rounds off like the personal faith section a little bit. So this indicative uh, logic or indicative thing uh, means that, yeah, we must be hearing about Krishna, we must be expanding our vision of this amazing spiritual reality, of this amazing personality. How how amazing all spiritual personalities are. Well, I, I guess, 10 to 11, any, any questions? Any responses on this Super fast. This was the fast drain through I mean, we're seeing Prabhupada always use this Dainu Smeen model and I guess, you know, we have to also submit ourselves to kind of, to the process that Krishna, of, of, of logic, right, that Krishna wants us to submit to. When Dainu Smeen they hey, like for a while I was like, you know, resisting Dainu Smeen Yathadeh, hey, you know, because of this, uh, why is it logic? I'm thinking about it. Uh, that's one reason why I kind of figured this out. But uh, another point that I think is there is that we have to understand that Krishna knows us better than we know ourselves. And Krishna knows our psychological condition better than we know ourselves. He knows how we are conditioned. He knows our false ego better. And he knows better how to unravel our false ego. We think, well, you know, uh, let me unravel it in this I need this, I need that. Otherwise how can I ever be convinced of this? I need these arguments, I need that. But Krishna, no. You just take the A your the hey model, the changing body uh, diorama. You take that you know, and you work with that and that will produce the result. So it's kind of like uh, taking a psychological mod- model, you know. Uh, you could say Krishna is the is the is therapist, right? And he's giving us a therapy. eh? And the Bhagavad Gita is all about that. Arjuna's getting a therapy and we're getting a therapy, you know, Arjuna is like the model, he's the archetype, the role model and we get the uh, therapy. One dentist in Bombay said that uh, Arjuna's like the patient and Krishna's like the dentist.
1: Uh, (laughs) Why can't
0: I do a a a psychology one? You know, Mm. Uh, anyone else wants to respond?
1: So so I think it's also thinking that when I it splashes, and it was getting the like flashes and the no trees, then I was looking at a tree and seeing the soil in that tree and mm-hmm. the And then I came on the actual profile and said, like, so What do you see when you see a tree? Right, right.
0: Yeah, so I like that because it relates to what we did on the first day, you know? Breaking things down in elements, right? That principle of breaking things down in elements is very important. So this is called philosophy. And it basically means to have a philosophical vision, right? You see more than you see. You don't just see, what do you see? Oh, a tree. Uh, oh, it's a tree.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what do you see? Uh, what you, what you really see? is you see a spirit soul in a tree, right? That's what we see. Right? So we're learning to see more than others see. We see more levels, right? We're looking through. we're looking down, looking more inside. And that's what we need to do. We need to look, look down these different levels. And then uh, everything begins to make more sense. You break it up in like the elements that it's made up of and then uh, you see, then we understand then our, then we begin to develop <coughs> a solid vision. Uh, uh, this is what a devotee should have. You see in souls, in bodies. because uh, the soul is more important than the body. Uh, we often have this example. In the West, they tend to sometimes, some philosophers say, yes, we admit you, we have a soul, but in, 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 uh, in our approach, we are soul and we have body. And it's a very important
1: concept. Yes,
0: I mean obviously she's doing a thing on that, right, the Krishna consciousness is a scientific process, so why don't you tell her, tell you
1: know? him. First of all, when he was putting about how to understand his theology, he said, "The theology is supposed to know God and in order to know Krishna we have to start surrender to So this is his way of explaining how Krishna wants me to explain his approaches. We have to <coughs> apply ourselves to the truth, um, even to the principles which are given. What do you think about that the uh, have to make the experience, have to end the experiment at, um, not as an observer but name in that's great.
0: Well, I want to say, I can, I can also uh, give my personal little uh, uh, thing that I use in this. I sometimes, uh, in a lecture, you know, in a university or something, give an invitation for people to, uh, and I explain to them that, like, I'm not at all a believer. Right? I don't believe anything. I don't believe, that I'm a scientist. And I joined, the, I started this process in that spirit, in a scientific spirit. So, you know, I came with like my white coat and they asked me to dye it pink. Okay, I did, you know. And I basically said, okay, I'll investigate this process. After having, uh, now the thing is, since we're working with consciousness, this time I'm not just an observer, I'm simultaneously also the uh, the guinea pig. So I'm going through this thing and I'm noticing the certain transformations that they talk about in their in the process they described, indeed have, had taken place. Um, and that's how I actually joined. I mean, for one month, I went uh, I went for the experiment. Right? And then I said, well, shall I extend it or not? And I said, well, I guess. I guess I have to extend it. Right? I was hoping that I wouldn't have to extend it. <laughs> right? And that I could for once and for all say this Krishna consciousness is just like everything else. Right? Uh, unfortunately, after one month, I couldn't exactly do that and I had to extend the experiment. Now, I've been experimenting for 25 years and I've found a lot of interesting things in the course of my experiment. And I gained a lot more faith that, uh, that really, this love of God must exist, that it must be true. I really, I really do, and that Krishna must be effective. And I kind of have a lot more indication eh, due to my experiment. Uh, so, so, therefore, I'm ready to invest more money into the whole uh, scientific experiment. Of uh, of proving my thesis.
1: That's all.
0: It's totally scientific. No, it's not scientific. Totally scientific. It's hard science. Um. So, you know, we can define scientific in so many ways. Before you, I think when when we when Prabhupada says many times Krishna consciousness is a scientific process, it wouldn't exactly be like the empiric scientific model. Right? But maybe it relates to like what we call the true scientific spirit. Right? Because like if you read Substance and Shadow from Sahotamraj, you'll find many nice quotes in there. And there is a quote, of Karl Popper, uh, you know, who is a, is a philosopher who just died not so long ago, uh, who basically said that the thing about science is that uh, every time whenever there was a presentation of truth or fact, then unfortunately it has proven not to be the case. Right? And it has been replaced with a new model. Right? So therefore, so far, You know, uh, science,
1: that this is
0: only uh, a big experiment, and there's like, really, has no... uh, So the the, the scientific spirit is simply looking for the truth, that should be the true scientific spirit. but there's now a constant paradigm shift going on in the modern concept uh, the old model of science was that it slowly was uh, uncovering the truth and it was like a growing continent in the midst of the uh, of the ocean of nescience and the modern uh, thing in the appendix there is a little note uh, on that of which scientists revolutionized uh, the concept of the philosophy of science uh, forgot his name now, let's mention He presented the, the paradigm shift model right? that like, there are all these parallel truths existing and you just go from one like you know paradigm to another and there are unlimited paradigms and in this way it just goes on and on and we're not just going for the truth. So this is what, uh, what science is doing now. So, we don't buy into that. We don't buy into that. We say now you, with that you've lost your true scientific spirit. Right? You're no longer actually scientific. You've just uh, you've just gone down to the level of scientific application, right? And you're making vacuum cleaners and and, and computers, but you are not actually. Uh, you've lost the real the true scientific spirit. Rather, the true scientific spirit is found in these scriptures. So in one sense, we're superior to the, to science. We are more scientific than they are. That is, that is our argument. We are actually the only ones who are scientific. And they're not. They've thrown in the towel, actually. There was this old model. It was like they're slowly uncovering the truth. And then when the, 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 it was getting too hot... They just uh, went for the cop out of the of the paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. Now you know there is no truth anymore. Everything is relative. So today we have this theory, tomorrow another theory, and it's fine. Nothing wrong with it. We're not because because of this I can change my statement uh, once every three months, and it's fine. You know, like it's it's okay. I'm just going into a different paradigm. Don't you understand? It's okay. I can change my mind at all the time. Yeah. You're a joker. Yeah? And you can't change, change color. Right. So, we would argue against that. We would say we have the true self. Coming out of our selfishness and lust, it just doesn't work for us. Right? Because, okay, we're struggling here with time. This, this, uh, is I find uh, there really is not enough time to go in in depth on this course. And, uh, so what can we do? Uh, that's life. There's never enough time in life. Huh? Um, life is very short. So. Uh, What I would want to do is this, is that um, I would want all of you to uh, write down a question on this personal conviction. uh, Uh, Not now, but maybe in the lunch break or somewhere, or while I'm talking, you know, if if you suddenly get an inspiration, you jot it down, that's fine. But uh, we're not going to take like another five minutes to think of the question or something. But it's got to be a good question, not some sort of flood question, <laughs> or some sort of... It's got to be like a fundamental question, uh, and it's got to very much relate to any of these topics here mentioned. you have a question? Oh, you
1: want
0: an example? one example. so a question on the session of personal conviction so you want a question relating to any of these topics right let us say uh, we have here uh, cultural trend you, you read through the list the cultural trend hmm, that's interesting yeah okay look at page 30 and now develop your question it's not that your question is exactly based on what's written there. What's written there is just to spark off your thinking process. How much can we absorb of what we know of Vedic cultures through scriptures or whatever remains in India? We speak all the time about the Vedic culture, we don't even know what it is. right? We have no idea how they lived, you know, like Vedic culture. Nobody knows what it was. Even in India they don't know what it was, right? Vedic culture is long gone. That's number one. How much can we absorb of a culture like that? How much can we retain of our own Western tradition without compromising our Krishna consciousness? I mean, do we really have to become Indian all the way, or can we keep something from our own Western tradition? That's the question. So, uh, I'm just asking these questions. Uh, And then, we are living in the West. We cannot, I mean, I notice I'm totally living different when I'm living in Europe and when I'm living in uh, in India. I, I have to make some adjustments living here and in India certain things just, it becomes more simple, life automatically becomes more austere, automatically the pace slows down automatically uh, and so on and so on, you know, like more time to think and less time to do, uh, less, less possibilities to do things, you know, it's just not like here. Here it's like butter, there everything is a struggle. Anything material, anyway, like yeah. So, how much? Yes. You could ask a question about this. Right? You ask a question, think like some question about this topic. No, not a question that I could take, like, oh, uh, you just take one sentence from here, turn it around, and now you make your question. Don't do that. It's your question. Think about it deeply. What does this mean to me, this? So, I'm introducing a concept, only introducing a concept. Now, what I want with it, you take this concept, hold it up as a mirror to yourself, hold it up as a mirror to the world, and just think, like, what does this mean, this cultural transfer? What is the relevance of this? No, no, who cares? Ask a deep question. Ask a crucial question. Ask a burning question. Ask a shocking question. Ask a question that if people read it, they think like, wow, you know, what an interesting question. Don't ask a boring question. Don't ask like, you know, a simple question. Ask a hell of a question. Got it? Okay. So, you know. (laughs) What? (laughs) Right. Okay. Ask for, you know,
1: just, just, just
0: go as mean as you can. Let it all out. Let out the tiger. Okay. Let out your claws, you know, your teeth. Right. Okay. Just don't be shy. Okay. But you're not gonna. Yeah. Well, that's person. That's okay. That's all right. You, we can't change ourselves. You are, ask hardcore for yourself, and you know that's life. You know,
1: that's life. Okay.
0: Let us be what we are and stand up in the world. Authenticity and all that. You know. Yeah.
1: Will we have time to discuss it? Not now. No. No. They, they will be dealt with. Yeah. Of course. All
0: the questions will be dealt with. Um, I have to get them preferably this afternoon, you know, after the lunch. Yeah. Now you are a good question. you should definitely have them, but you only one. Huh? But you can, You got to put it all in there, everything, you know, you can... Uh, whatever it is, you know. It can be a very devotional question, if You a deep devotion, or you pray in front of the Deities, you get the question, or it can be like your... <laughs> your all your frustrations of the whole year, you know, like just put it in one question, it's like... You know, whatever you want. To do. Everybody, huh? The guests also come up with your question. Right? Okay, no. not a submissive question, but a challenger. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Uh, so. With that, um, I wanted to introduce the uh, next section. <coughs> um, the next section, um, you're skipping what we're really part of. Uh, you have section three in front of you, open on the book page 57. We're going to page 50. and uh, I'm going to want uh, I'm going to deal with uh, two things. One is, I'm dealing with definitions and some principles of uh, the Kanista Adhikari, Madhyam, and Uttama Adhikari. And uh, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, there is an important verse, which you have here, Sradhavam Jana Haya Bhakti Adhikari, Uttama Madhyam Kanista Sradu Anusai. A faithful devotee, is a truly eligible candidate for the loving service of the lord according to one's faith one is classified as a topmost devotee an intermediate devotee or an inferior devotee right so here faith is described as being dynamic right it's a growing thing it's not like uh, you know. so if someone thought that the uh, that shraddha to praying... right is exactly uh, fits best in the model of a ladder, right? You know, s- first sraddha, uh, then sadhu sangha, you know, bhagavadana kriya, uh, uh, and vritti, and it's like steps up on a ladder. Uh, then it's kind of like, and you go through from sraddha, and then you finished with your sraddha, and then you go to, now we go to sadhu sangha, okay, then you go gone through your sadhu sangha. Not exactly like that, right? It's like it's more uh, a horizontal thing. I'm not going to draw it on the flip chart because flip charts take too much time, and a little bit of imagination is good for the brain. You know, it's like it's partially maybe. I'm going to have a little go at the flip charts just to let out my aggression. Um, that like uh, partially, I think flip charts have been designed for the TV audience. You know, who has no more. Who has become dull witted and who has no more imagination and has to see everything visual and a picture in front of them, otherwise, they can't register it. No. Ha, <laughs> 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 ah, that
1: feels good. <laughs> 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 so, so the, letter, the letter model doesn't apply so much. Sorry, the a what? The letter model doesn't
0: apply so what? Then, you want
1: to give another
0: model? Yeah, I want to give another model. Uh, the latter model, and I want to give the box graph model. Uh, the box graph model is like a horizontal line with like skyscraper boxes on it, you know? And you get Shraddha gets a box, and then uh, Sadhusang gets a box, and it looks like the skyline of New York City. Right? Uh, like that, on the, on the box graphs. So, my point is, is that it's a better model because the day we come in the temple, right? Our Anantanadviiti already begins. Yeah? It starts. The box Anantanadviiti box is also growing a little bit. Our Shraddha box is growing, and it, and and obviously it's full of Sadhu, so the Sadhu Sangha box is also growing. So they're all growing simultaneously. Whether our uh, you know Badhina Kriya box grows on the first day, I don't know. Maybe it does. If we if we clap our hands and sing along chanting Hare Krishna, then also our Badhina Kriya box already started growing. The Nista uh, Etc., you know, it, it may it may wait a little longer, but you get the point. Right? So, uh, obviously, uh, anyway, we're not going to draw it. <laughs> you have to visualize it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, if you, I could. I'm, I'm a lousy artist. And I hate drawing. I have a thing. I'm totally on sound. I like sound. So, imagine. You know, see it in going to go. The eye the your mind. Yeah. Just see how uh, in in the beginning the uh, Shraddha site is growing and it's, it's like in the first stages of the thing. I mean, Priyajana is really not at the top there, you know, like uh, uh, our Krishna praying box. That's not really uh, happening very much yet. You know. That one is maybe dormant for a while until... Uh, uh, God knows when that really begins to uh, develop. But, uh, the horizontal model. Okay. I want to go back to the concept that faith is dynamic. Uh, the princ- so, I have here a definition, based on the Chitani Chariton region how faith is dynamic, and establish a principle, as one is advancing in spiritual life, one's faith is growing. And it's a must. And if it's not growing, we're not advancing. It must grow. I mean, faith must grow. Um, Therefore, we speak about different types of faith. We speak about Shraddha in the first concept and Nista in a later concept. Nista is particularly firm faith. One should come to this Nista, to this firm faith, not so much to the initial Shraddha. Um, Now we go to... Uh, the initial phase. Yo bavit kamalasrada sakanista One whose faith is not very strong, who is just beginning, should be considered a new devotee, uh, the kanista. Acharya me bhariyapujan yasrada ye Natath na tad pakte sabhakta Prakrita prakritasmita. A uh, devotee who faithfully engages in the worship of the deity in the temple but does not behave properly to other devotees or people in general is called Prakrita Bhakta, a materialistic devotee, and is considered to be in the lowest position. A principle. A Kanista Adhikari has weak faith, is a materialistic devotee who cannot or does not want to follow Shastra but accepts Krishna as the Supreme Personality of God. So now, uh, we, let us just uh, take a little time to uh, <coughs> slow down relax and because uh, the whole pace has been very high today so far um, we can take time for this with
1: yeah, half an hour
0: ocean of time uh, a canister right is a uh, materialistic devote. A devotee who is, uh, who has weak faith. So, flip chart. <laughs> when you have time, you can, you can do all this kindergarten stuff. Okay. Um, so, let us do a little brainstorm. Right? Uh, materialistic devotee. With weak faith, what is he supposed to have uh, weak faith in? What? That's my question. Weak faith in what? You can write as fast as you can. Okay. Krishna is everywhere. No, is everywhere. <laughs> Just shoot at him, and he will he will write us whatever he catches, he catches. I say weak faith in the scriptures. I say weak faith in the deity. I say weak faith in the holy name, I say weak faith, weak faith that all these things will give you happiness. I would say weak faith in Abhideya, particularly, because his sambandha is weak,
1: if you ask me how
0: it really is, If you want to use that model of sambandha, Abhideya, which we're going to, then I would say his sambandha is weak, right? because he is not connecting with Krishna. He's not taking what Krishna says as the higher truth. So that is weak sambandha. And therefore Abhideya cannot really work properly. What to speak. So therefore Pryojana will never happen. And uh, so therefore uh, on the next page, I'm going to jump in ahead a little bit, on the next page I have uh, already said here that the focus for the kanista is sambandha. He should first make a strong sambandha. So, jump, that's a preview of where we're coming. Um, but maybe a little more on honesty. Yeah, yeah, Vajstama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can say Prabhupada. So Guru, Prabhupada, in this case Prabhupada is, is, is yeah, guru, Prabhupada is Guru. Really.
1: Huh? Yes, that's just one
0: that the definition that we are here seeing from Srimad Bhagavatam eleventh canto that he only has faith in the deities is not everything. The definition or the other definition, Yobavit Kamala Shraddha, that we should understand what it means. It just basically means that a Kanista is someone who really has. If he only has faith in the deity, it means God is in the temple, but he's not everywhere else. That he's not seeing everything in the light of Krishna. And he's not living his life in the life of Krishna. In other words, he has two lives. You mm-hmm. see, if, some, if one sees Krishna only in the temple, then I have my life in the temple, and there's Krishna, and I have my own private life, right, outside of Krishna. So you know, I have my my spiritual life and I have my own private life. So, and then, just this point. Mm-hmm. and this finishes to the point. It just means that he is. Uh, Uh, he has these two separate areas and therefore he will uh, hold back this is my area my world, and that's the Krishna world now, how much for my area how much of my energy is reserved in my area and how much for the Krishna area so he's a miser he's holding back he's not really in probably his own territory is very very big in the beginning and, and the Krishna territory very small so this is what we really explore, that's the meaning of that, to think about the, the consequences of that, which, uh, So there is, uh, hopefully you made it into the, uh, into the appendixes, but I'm not sure, because from India to uh, Bangladesh some things disappeared in cyberspace, but there was a letter, um, which I can make available on mental speculation and
1: philosophical speculation.
0: And we're probably, yeah, and we're probably to
1: philosophical speculation.
0: So, this is totally, this is not, at all, this is what we're supposed to do. It's not just philosophical speculation, something you're allowed to do, something you must do. You must try to understand what are the consequences of this statement. Otherwise, Again, you know, we're just like parroting, and, and our faith is not really going to happen. You have to investigate the meaning of this verse. Mm-hmm. And the meaning of this verse is only faith, but yet yeah, the deity—that's God. You know, that's where it's happening, and, and outside of there, that's my world. You know. Two worlds. That's the way he works, and from from these two worlds. Yeah, uh, well, it's difficult for him to give up his world and submit to the world of Krishna. Therefore, weak faith in the scriptures. I can give an example uh, if you want. Uh, well, that was like... Jayad uh, Vedamaraj was doing this... Uh, he, he likes uh, to rock the boat. That's what he calls having fun. right? Eh? Uh, he likes to be sometimes because he's having fun. And he, uh, he did this seminar... Uh, many years back, called the Hopes and Horrors of Household Life. Right? So when the title was there, you know, it was like going around Europe, and everyone was getting like, uh, God, you know, like, I mean, what can he say about household life? You know, he's never even been married. Right? Yeah. There was so there was a lot of uh, flack even before he had started. Right. Even before he had started. And. Uh, so then finally it happened, you know, finally it happened. So then when the uh, seminar was the first session, you know, people were talking in the corridors, you know, and someone came, Oh, was it, how was it, you know, and I just happened to walk past and I just heard that statement. And someone said, how was it, how was it? And then the reply came, I was like, oh, it was okay, uh, but very theoretical, all different quotes from the scriptures, right? Okay? And I thought that was very interesting because um, it really revealed. It was very revealing. I mean, for that person, the scriptures are theoretical. Right? So you know, whereas for someone who puts the spirit, the, the scriptures in, in and practices them every day, the scriptures become very very real and very practical. So it showed exactly where the person was. At, right? That the scriptures remain theoretical. That's sinister. Mm. Yeah, totally felt mm-hmm. The deity is an order. So either either on the gross platform, or at least on the platform of, of his feeling of own well-being. The deity, he doesn't see that the deity is the, uh, it's the person who is, uh, is a living being, is living with his own desires, You know, it's like in his own needs. He's not serving the deity to fulfill the needs of the deity, and the desires of the deity, and what the deity likes. He is, like, treating the Deity like an order supplying, at least, of blessings. And therefore, he's materialistic. He wants, he wants, he is concerned with, the, he's very concerned with the world here and now, Akanista, see? Akanista's very concerned with this life, this world, you know, that it's alright. And even in the spiritual sense, right, okay, I give up material life, no problem, but my spiritual life, you know, like, in the, how is my spiritual life developing, right? My, uh, how is how is like, you know, am I in, in, a, in, a, in a place which is suitable to, to me and my need, my nature, my, my situation, you know, like, uh, my spiritual life, is it taking the right shape, etc.? Just to see these things. Now, uh, when I, uh, in, when we introduced this Kanista Madhyam Utam thing, it's not that at one point I want to start handing out t shirts, you know, and then it's like Kanista and Majam and like that, no, Uttam, I guess, nobody gets one of those. It's like, a but you know, that's where after this thing we kind of uh, choose t shirts start wearing that. Way. I think that if you start to try and make very hard divisions and categorization like that, then it's artificial. I think rather, having looked at it from an introspective uh, way, I came to the conclusion that we have tendencies, kanista tendencies, madhyam tendencies, right? And, I mean, like, so in one person you can recognize that. You can recognize he's a very mature devotee, but he may have still a few kanista tendencies left over. Or we look at ourselves, we say, look at this. Now I'm a total canister. You know, just look at me. You know, I'm acting like a canister. Whereas other times you may be in a madhyam uh, mood. So it's not necessarily that we are one homogeneous entity to be placed uh, as a canister or in, in a madhyam. We have these tendencies. But, it, but certain tendencies become predominant. So in the, pre- in, in, in the devote, Our movement very much calls for the madhyam platform, right? Madhyam is a preacher, madhyam is merciful, A Madhyam is concerned with the well being of others, he puts therefore immediately that spirit of sacrifice. So basically the call in this movement is is, is Madhyam. The real standard for Iskan devotee is to be a Madhyam. And therefore Prabhupada says one has to become a Madhyam Adhikari, and that's the conclusion of the of the little windows here. Um, that's a fact that's very much a fact we have to become amadhyamadikari um so that's our social pressure is pushing us that direction but if i do a well you know a little assessment just as you say you know like uh, just off the cuff but you know as you are uh, well, as farmers put their finger in their mouth and hold it up in the air to see where the wind, which direction the wind's blowing, kind of thing. If I do that, right, dip it in the water, then anyway, dip the finger in the water and see where, from where the wind is blowing, then uh, I would say that uh, we haven't achieved that end at all. I would say that uh, there are a lot of canister tendencies in our movement, right, still present also in ourselves, and that the movement, is, the social development of the movement, shows a lot of uh, canister traits, so that's just an observation, whether that's true or not, you know, can be debated, and I'm open to be proven wrong, no problem, with that. it's just a detail. But the rest, what I'm trying to present is like, uh, I think is, is important. Um, Utam, we don't. We're not going to say much about it, right? uh, other than what is on the next page, page sixty, that the focus, the canister, should focus on Sambandha, Right? Now, can you write down the uh, processes from sradha to prame, the whole thing? No. Okay, can 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 you write it down? Uh, vertical. You just start with sraddha and go down, each one. Don't feel embarrassed, you know, it's like, uh, what, uh, Matt, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, you know. He's the treasurer, and he has to uh, make sure that Nuvrajamandha new new saves money, which is so difficult that he never has time to think about these things, he doesn't have the luxury that you guys have. Even we can even get diacritics, just look. Uh. <laughs>
1: wow!
0: <laughs> it's deluxe edition. Uh, I am. Uh, okay, so Kanista, uh, his focus is on Sambandha, right? Uh, and his priority is to become properly connected with the, with the process. Abhideya, you know, it it can't really happen so much until he gets very serious about taking Krishna's instructions. About, yeah, connecting with Krishna's instructions. If you don't follow Krishna's instructions and make him like the essence of your life, forget it. Then your sambandha is not happening. And naturally, uh, we have to connect with the five principal limbs of devotional service, which are the most powerful uh, aspects of the process of devotional service. And that's what we have in our temple. So you have to make your relationship with the deity, you know, which means mongol for one thing. Right? You have to be there. You have to you have to, to okay, the holy name and all that. Sambana, these things, you have to...
1: Uh,
0: the kanista has to make that strong to begin with. And sacrifice for that. See, making sambanda means sacrifice. Sacrifice your. God, it's so hard to get up. Oh, I'm not used to it.
1: I never did it It's and now it's such a change.
0: Oh. The first day I joined, you know, I I had to get up at four o'clock. I mean, I was in a total state of shock because I had a 24-hour jet lag. Huh? Because I used to go to bed at four o'clock, before I, I, I joined. So then I had to get up at four o'clock. So in reality, I had a 24-hour jet. And so it's like, wow! Oh, I was totally. Nuts. Whew. So now where I'm at. So it was. It, so a Kanista, in order to make the sambandha, has to break habits. it's painful. Thing. It's austere. It's like it's hard. Very difficult. Therefore, you know, in the beginning we run away maybe we blew yesterday Maharaj said he blew up a couple of times in the beginning. Well he was changing sixteen rounds. Well I wasn't. <coughs> then I left. Also left a few times. Um, it's hard to change sixteen rounds outside the temple. Very Um, Madhyam is involved with Abhida. Um, you, you walked away, huh? But, uh, okay. Because I want you to do something more. Uh, now, out of these processes, in particular, which ones would you think belong to uh, Sambanda? The first three. Okay. Uh, can you make a line there? Maybe the, see. No, 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 no. Uh, dividing, division line, horizontal line between the first three and and the rest. <coughs> so we can get it clear. Yeah, the dividing line. Right. Now. Uh, Abhideya, you know, the process of purification is really going on. Obviously, Anarchana is like,
1: uh, it's
0: obviously, very much part of Abhideya. Uh, now, where does Prayojana begin? Bhav, bhav, bhav. It's generally said it's bhav. Now, there are some, some might say it already begins a bit in Ashakti, some might even say it begins a bit in Nista, some say it starts a bit in Ruchi, but. Uh, Shila Prabhupāda begins to say that, like at the level of Ashakti, a person uh, begins to focus on the residence of Vindavan, and he begins to develop a uh, uh, one of five types of attachment. Right. So it, it, Ras becomes an issue. It's, it's, so, but in Bhava, it begins to really manifest. Right. So as Shakti begins, the inclination begins really to to develop and to manifest. But now you can see action. Yes. And in Bhavan and praying, it's like uh, going towards pre Right. So if we uh, look at that, right, that uh, then we understand the kinista has to focus on these things, right? A Madhyam, his focus automatically goes to these other things. These become important for him. And it's not that he neglects the first ones, but it gets a different dimension. Those are there, Sadhu Sangha is there, his Shraddha is developing, his Vajna Kriya, he's like, you know, he's given some shape to it and he realizes he must give more shape to it. But his focus is like, Yes, I have to get my anarthanivriti going. You know, I have to do something. About my uh, my firm faith, my, my I need some taste, you know. Huh? When will I have this nam ruchi? When will I get it? You know, the taste will remain. Right? When will I get it? What can I do to get it? How, um, well, no more offenses, right? Okay, uh, and more chanting, and, and so forth, and you know, okay. Well, a Shakti is like kind of going towards the next uh, next level. Right? That's a very mature madhyam. So, looking at it like this, then we can also understand you have different, uh, different gradations. Right?
1: Of, of. Uh, uh,
0: sometimes they make uh, distinctions like they say, uh, Kanista Kanista, Kanista madhyam, 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 madhyam uttam, you know, uttam, you know, uttam, and all this kind of stuff. Fine, you know, you can break it up further <laughs> <early laughs> if you want. <laughs> it's like. Uh, but with this uh, strata to brain kind of uh, diagram, if we, if we know where we're looking in terms of focus, it's important. So, yes, therefore I've said here it's difficult for a clinician uh, obviously the three thousand? Conister. His priority is to become properly connected with the process. right? Especially with the first time. It's difficult to change. It's a struggle. He's struggling to do that. It's like, Mind doesn't want to, you know. It's like, you know, and like, well, do it. I mean, I'm not going to give that up, you know. I mean, I he's always thinking, what am I getting in return? He's very fruitive, right? So he's thinking, like, well, a the first wants bliss and then surrender. So, Krishna, give me the bliss and I will surrender, right? A, a Madhya will say, like, well, okay, I'll surrender. And whatever you give me, I'll take it, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll get the bliss, you know, but you give it whenever you want, I'll just keep on surrendering. You know, that's, that's the Madhyam.
1: It's like a,
0: a big, big different move. So, so the Madhyam is very generous. Right? And I says, oh, well, okay. And the Madhyam therefore becomes flexible and says, oh, well, you know, you take away this service, anyway, give me some other service, I'll do that. And like,
1: this is my service, you know, like, I mean, it's like, I mean you take, this is the end of my spiritual life, you
0: know. But as an advanced person, it is also detached. Right? Um, because it is like that in this movement that uh, nothing is our property. Right? Not even our service
1: is our property.
0: It may come and go, it may change. Right? Like, and you never know. Krishna can change it just like that. I thought I was going to be a lifetime dedicated to Vrindavan. I was convinced that is my main project. Nothing's going to change yeah nothing's going to change except a shot in the back and uh, and the guys still walking around
1: also
0: had to go mm. okay, i never I didn't think of that in the equation didn't calculate that one you know. <laughs> that was like uh, you know wasn't part of like uh, my It's you know. so like well too bad now i realize yes Krishna, when he wants to change, change. There you go. Here I am. Of all countries in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I went to Spain. And I got so sunburned. So badly sunburned, right? And that, like, uh, I never went to Spain, not for 32 years. And after 33 years, I came back. I can stay. <laughs> uh, then. So, then, after this little... Introduction, etc. I want to go to the Iskan in three-layer model. I just want you to understand the concept, and then tomorrow we're going to work with it. The Iskan in three-layer model uh, is something I came up with some years ago. It's also uh, relating to these majam, uh, to this Kanista majam utam. It is also relating to Sambanda Abhideya Priyojan, As as these things are because it is relating to the Adhikar element. You have the Kanista Adhikari, right? So Adikari means authorization. So if one has weak faith, one gets a certain authorization. So I have made uh, three layers of ISKCON. At the top, on the surface, there is the organization, the institution, you know, and the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, with the flag and uh, with its, uh, its uh, seven purposes, and, uh, <laughs> and everything else. But, uh, the second part, okay, uh, the second layer of ISKCON, is the perfect process. Right? It's the substance chanting Hare Krishna, um, being uh, you know the spiritual activities we do. So even if at the top all hell and high water breaks loose, right? Still, you know whatever this, the process is, the process. The chanting of Hare Krishna is still true. When Prabhupada was here. It was so much different, you know. Like, I mean, this movement was so inspired. Now we don't have such a devotee present on the planet. What are we going to do, Chaitanya Krishna? Because nothing has changed. It's as powerful now as it was then, isn't it? Yeah? Okay. So that's the point. The perfect process is still perfect, and it's always perfect. It's eternal. It's how it works. You know. It's Krishna and uh, it cannot change. right? Um, so, the third level is the Lord invisibly intervening and having his own plan and his own agenda because we know very well it's not us who is spreading this movement all over the world. We don't make a devotee, right? I mean, you preach to someone and you're shocked that he becomes a devotee. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <You know? laughs> it happens to me many times, you know, I'm preaching and preaching, and then they, and they respond, and am like, what do I do now? You know, like, <laughs> it's like, my God, you know, now I have to deal with these people, right? It's like, gosh, and suddenly, and like, and sometimes they're not even the people I wanted to deal with, you know, I, I looked at the, at, the, at the crowd, you know, and I thought, well, okay, I wouldn't have mind deal, deal with this one, and then someone comes and I think, like, God, someone responds to this, and one. like, well, This one, (laughs) now I have to to deal with this one. So it's not easy. We are not spreading the word. Lord Chaitanya is doing a whole thing. But he works through us also. But Lord Chaitanya is in his own way spreading Krishna country. And we know it's going to spread to every town and village. We don't know how. But we know it's happening. And it's invisibly already going on. The golden age has already started, but but it's like still covered, and it's it's slowly emerging. Right? And in my there's this thing in Chaitanya Charitamrita. When my floods, it means the whole world will flood. Right? Uh, in love of God, it's flooding. The universe is flooding. Robert gave one example, and he said that when I speak in this microphone, a microphone example. When I speak in this microphone, then right, I don't need this microphone. He said, but I'm using this microphone to purify the microphone maker. Hey, who made this microphone? Is a brand name on it? Anyway, let's say it's a Sony. It? it is a Sony, just see. I guess, right? Mr. Sony, right? God, he must get a lot of benefit, right? Mr. Sony gets purified, right? Like, from my computer, from this mic, and from this, and from so many other things, Right? And but Sony buys the parts somewhere else. There's a factory that makes screws for Sony, right? So the screw factory also gets benefited. When when our little kids, you know, are, are riding around on their tricycles, the merciful little creatures are purifying like uh, the whole world. Because how many people have worked to make that tricycle? Uh, so, the, the, the effect that this movement has is amazing. When someone sees a devotee walking in devotional closing, what does the person think? Yeah. So he's thinking, there's a Hare Krishna. Yeah. So, that is mana sajap. It is mental chanting. It counts according to Hari Bhakti philosophy. Yeah. So, anyone who has chanted once, according to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is a devotee doesn't matter if you chant verbally or if you chant in the mind, it comes. So anybody who sees a, a devotee, Hare Krishna, it's already finished. It will come again. Yeah. That's why instead of like putting on the disguise, you know, like when we have to go to the bank, oh, where's my mustache, you know, where is that, <laughs> like, uh, 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 it's actually a good idea, you know, to go in, uh, in devotional clothes. Now, there's a lot to say about these three layers. Uh, um, uh, but the basic concept is, you have to look at ISKCON in these three things. And they uh, partially are separate from each other. The kanista is mainly in the top layer because he's materialistic. So the main of the main intelligence is in the top layer. Everything's had this one fell down, this scandal, that scandal I me. Mean, on internet no did you read monkey
1: on a stick, you know, like wow God, you know so heavy, I don't know, you know, I don't know.
0: All on the top, right? Ooh, you know. uh, so a very important that there is some glory, that there is some successes being shown. Ha! What a relief, you know. Yes, things are going forward. Joy is
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing.
0: It's like, uh, we're going, you know, taking over the world, Harry Ball, yes. We're all together now. Da-da-da-da-da. To the festival, Harry, Ball. You know, something like that, right? <laughs> um, so uh, very necessary, right, for all that. You know, um, the madhyam right, is going deep in the spiritual process, deep in the philosophy, deep in this chanting. is very inspired, and then from that contributes to the second, to the first level, right, to the organization, institution, but. Right? Uh, even when everything goes wrong in the institution, well, what can I do, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's very sad, but at the same time, life goes on. The, the, I am a devotee. It's like, what do you do when your spiritual master falls down? Well, you're still the eternal servant of Krishna, right? because it's eternal. So, yeah, even when your spiritual master falls down, that doesn't change. It cannot change, because you're eternally dead. Right? So, your duties are still the same. Right? Yeah, so, this is important. Yeah. Uh, so the medium is fixed in that uh, perfect process and contributes to the organization. The kanista, I would say, he dips into the second uh, level in the perfect process. Not so deep, he dips a little bit uh, all, all the spaced out types of chanting, all the... Uh, rarely reading and if reading at all, rather a small book, you know, a little one than a big one and or a magazine or like that, but like, you know, Bhagavatam, well, you know, I mean, I'm not ready for that yet, you know, I'll keep it for later. What do you mean? The Bhagavatam is, is the substance. If you don't go for Bhagavatam, you're not going to get it, you know, we have to have the Bhagavatam. The Bhagavad Gita, all right, you know, we're getting you ready to understand what the philosophy is, but Bhagavatam gives it to us an in intricate detail. Um So, the third level of Lord Chaitanya's intervention, we'll save it a little bit for later, but these first two levels are very uh, important right? because uh, we're mostly working on that level. And want <coughs> And of course, the, the, the Madhyam especially, begins to feel more and more the need to see Krishna's divine hand and to see Krishna, and he wants to, and he's looking for that divine hand of Krishna as his inspiration to be guided by that. And the mature Madhyam very much is thinking about that. You know, that's very much his meditation. Anyway, like that, uh, you can see how in all, how we are all part of the same movement, but not all part of the same layer. Yeah, and now uh, people in their focus are in, in different layers. Now, as the canister is dipping into the perfect process, uh, he uh, gets mainly on the surface of the process. Now, sometimes it happens on the ocean that a tanker is sailing along and that there's some accident and there's an oil spill. And this oil spill covers the whole surface of the water and it's terrible. So sometimes it happens that in our Sampradaya, there is a total a deviation. Yeah? And, you know, and, and sometimes it's, it's quite bad. Right? Uh, in Bengal, what happened after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? They made a big mess of it and it said Bhaktivinoda Thakur had to revive what was lost, the teachings of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So totally covered by the oil spill. Yeah? But the nature of the ocean is that by wind and waves, it throws off the oil onto the land. So it has a self-purifying effect. So, the same thing the perfect process does, it throws off deviations. Right? And we see that, that gradually people who deviate from the perfect process, for a while they seem to be able to contaminate it, and then after some time they're pushed away from the process. Right? They're pushed away, they, they, they
1: wind up with this.
0: So it has a self-purifying process. Now, therefore, those who are deep in the process, the Madhyams, they are below the surface. So you know, all the oil on the top on the top doesn't affect them so much. And they, of course, they notice it. You know, it's getting dark. You know, and it's getting pretty red. Right? What's going on here? Uh, half the movement is rhetoric now. <laughs> uh, boy, boy, what's happening? Here? Uh, but. Um, Below the, Below the surface, thank you. Yeah. So you know the medium is deep, right? In the in the, in the water, but the, since the canister is only dipping at the top, he gets it hard, He gets all the oil. Right? I mean, it's like so. He has a good chance to die by this. So this is the point. Therefore, the, he gets uh, totally discouraged and may even give up the perfect process as
1: a result.
0: And. So you can see these dynamics at work in our movement. You can see how it goes, and you know, and you can see how people lost faith, uh, totally lost faith in gone and they jokes about it. You know, you have the light bulb jokes, and uh, I was told this light bulb joke by one devotee. You know, like how many Belgians it takes to change a light bulb. The joke is the Dutch made that joke. You know, like uh, uh, forty-one. You know, one to hold the bulb, and forty to turn the room around. Right? It's like you whole know, Belgian deck, right? So how many gurus does it take to change a light bulb?
1: And, oh,
0: it's hard to say, they keep on dropping down.
1: So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Devotees are maybe kind of go. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. a uh, if you laugh, it's <laughs> stupid, but at the same time you also see the settings of and therefore when I heard the joke I, I remembered everything, but uh, I'll use it to illustrate you know, how, how much the, the doubt has, uh, has entered. Um, maybe some genuine doubt. Right? But whatever it does, uh, whatever happens, right, it should not destroy our faith. It? And we ourselves should be Burn we fixed in the second layer, look at the third layer and reach out or reach upwards by making a contribution to the first. This is kind of healthy Madhyam Adhikari program, which is the prescribed program for every devotee in this movement. Then, well, Uttama you know, Adhikari is of
1: course like, uh, you know, but
0: when you're on level three in ISKCON, then you are definitely a totally inspiring personality, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. But uh, the mature Madhyam, he will actually <coughs> get more and more, he'll start dipping more and more into level three. Yeah. He'll start getting inspirational experiences from there and such. Yeah, so Until he goes into level three. So it is our objective to eventually uh, realize ISCON in its mm-hmm. in, in full, yeah, in its two But this three layer model, uh, to it's been, uh, I think I've explained a little bit how it works with the <coughs> uh someone the and canister uh, model related to it. And tomorrow, uh, well, I would like to use this model as a framework, and then we can talk about this guy, you know, in general, and where it goes, and where it should go, and where it's not going.
1: And, you know.
0: I don't know if someone um, stealing time quarter plus twelve again seems to be the way it goes. I need my fifteen minutes overflow, but actually we don't start at ten, we start actually quarter plus ten. So, uh, five minutes for reactions. Guru is one.
1: <coughs>
0: explains that Guru, uh, so your Diksha Guru may be the instrument of the principle of Guru, but uh, Robert is your eternal Guru also. And then who's ever disciple of Prabhupada might be some I mean you're not another thing. But I'm giving an example of a person, right? Not you, but a person. Uh, if the Guru then falls down, then he still has his eternal connection with Prabhupada and in Duke, and that other person also has the eternal connection with Prabhupada. And somewhere in the spiritual world that that will be there, that, that relationship will also be there. as when, when both are placed back in their original position, then he's still your father. Yeah. He's your father. Your guru is your father. He's still your father. So that, We know that, even in the spiritual world. It's very interesting. There's a letter where Prabhupada is... Two letters, actually. One, he's writing about his spiritual master who's gone to the spiritual world and is now a Manjari in his Manjari's group, And then the next letter he's writing that... Uh, that I'm sure that although you are in the spiritual world, that you are seeing everything I'm doing, and that you are with it, Right? With you involve everything you do. So it's very interesting that the, the devotee in the spiritual world seems to have the perception of both, and in one sense, uh, so that he's aware of that relationship, although he's absorbed in the activities of the spiritual. Appears like that. And he's also the eternal Guru, he's just temporarily covered. So he's now not manifesting himself, but after that he will be. Yes. Guru is one. So the Guru Tattva is, is one. Guru Tattva is one, and it's manifesting through different things at different times. So, like uh, when a spiritual master gives up the process, he becomes a mouse again. All the... the but that mouse is anyway a temporary state. So, temporarily is not guru. But, in a, in a, but, later on, when he will be re- reinstituted in his original spiritual position, he will be. But guru, you still be well. What do you do when you answer questions and people are still be loaded What us? The communication department say? <laughs> 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 but Yadu, helped me out here. It's, it's, I remember when Yadu asked and there was a content. like
1: we can't have a relation with more than one of us on one. And what
0: what That's what I said, didn't I? I, yeah. s- I said that. Yeah, he's repeating, yeah, you're saying something. So what do you don't, what is it that you don't understand? Can you say that? No. You, have, you don't have one guru. You you have some Rupa Goswami is your Guru, yeah? Vishnu Chakravati Thakri is your Guru, right? Narattham is your Guru, Siddha Bhaktisiddhanta is your Guru, Prabhupada is your Guru, Smakrishnamaraj is your Guru, and then you may have Siksha Gurus, and you know, and uh,
1: uh, you know, like
0: if your Guru falls down, well, that's now temporary, that's later on. Once he is reinstituted, he will still be. No, no
1: so yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: what is the benefit meant yeah. Therefore, you have to understand the spirit. Right? I'm trying to communicate the spirit. So, like like just with Mother Jai Bhaja, we had this discussion, right, about the verse from Bhagavatam, about the chemist and then we spoke, uh, you know, if you follow literally, literature, said, like, well, you know, so that means worships the deity and, and has no good relationship with devotees. And he's a called a materialistic devotee. But then, if we start to see what that means, Then we analyzed it, and we came to the conclusion that he has two compartments: Krishna in a small compartment, and then there's the rest, which is mine, obviously. So it's like uh, uh, in this way, these statements from the nectar of devotion, nectar of instruction, we should take the consequences of it. it. And that's why in the beginning I tried to make the list: you know, what do we have faith? What does he have weak faith in? What does the uh, Madhyam have firm faith in. Yeah? That's a big question. Yeah. What is it? You know? It's like in in the in the process that Krishna gives, in the rope that is being thrown. And he says, "Well, I don't know. It's it's so high. Oh, but you know, in the water, the ship's really high. The ropes hang down. Well, i mean, like you know, this rope. It may cut my hands. You know, I, I don't think I'm strong enough. Take it, take it. You know, it's your only chance." Difficult, we know, but you're gonna drown. Take it, take it. The, uh, the, 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 the the takes the rope. Puts it, uh, you know. It listens carefully. Take the rope. Put it around your waist, you know. I'm, I'm a sailor, right? Put it, you know. Grab the rope. Put it around your waist. Make a noose like that. Hold them together. Yes. Okay. Can you make a knot? Can you? Yes. No, you cannot turn home together. Can you make, make a knot now? Now you pull them out easy, right? Yeah? That's how you save someone who's been overboard, you know, saving them. Seven times the length of the ship. Turn around, you know, three times the length of the ship. Turn around, three times the length of the ship. You'll find them right there. Ninety degree angles. <laughs> if is, is they're only useful if I mean it seems to me that, that like uh, we have to understand the terms and then we have to uh, define the spirit of the terms yeah. so today we couldn't we, we could only uh, well in this whole seminar because of lack of time with, with kind of Opening up a direction, right, each time, and then we leave it up to the students to kind of, on their own, follow that direction. So it's not like a kind of a presentation of like a full presentation, digest, uh, and assimilate and digest. No, it is like the whole course is more like we had the example of the Kanista Adhikari, and we just spend some time on, on seeing his mood and his limitation the consequences of the statements of the scriptures, and now it's up to you to really do the same for the for the Madhyam, and the you know, I mean, I've given the principle of how, how we can look at these things, now we'll have to explore it on the Madhyam Utham. If it's not clear, of course, you know, we will again ask for murderous questions, right? or deep questions on the matter, and uh, I will all. So, so there will be time for now. It's 20 past 12, and I don't know when we want to break for lunch, but maybe now is the time. This morning I was talking with Drum a little bit, and this is just the last remark before we go, uh, about the the tendency will be there in this kind of course to kind of feel at one point that the essay writing becomes the most important. Right? It's like that, that's like where the trust of everything is going. Right? But that's like the main thing we're doing right now in the class. Is, is there? I personally feel that in, in this case it's the other way around. Right? I think the essay writing is your personal practicing in expressing... Uh, and studying a, a particular aspect of faith. It's an exercise where you are exploring a particular aspect of faith and you're trying to deep it out, and by having to write it down, you're learning how to present it. But in this uh, session in the morning, there's a lot of big things, <coughs> and a lot of big things going over the table very fast, at high pace, a lot of big concepts. Like what I've just given to you, is, is like a model, uh, which is not a casual model at all. This model, if you uh, if you if you, you apply this nicely in your spiritual life, you could see it could be like of crucial uh, importance in any situation, any time. Right? And Iskra, it could like make the difference between like throwing in the towel and saying no, 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 no sorry, it's only happening in level one. Yeah. And it's said, I know that, but level two is, is still my duty you know, just have to get it there. and I can get it there, and I will get it there. Whether others get it there or not, okay, you know, I do. It.
1: <coughs> so,
0: I feel the model is uh, is designed to to, uh, uh, to give us a very strong basis in faith in this. Part. If I came up with it. Because after Harikesh fell down, uh, I was one of the devotees, you know, that went there into the all over the zone and I travelled for one and a half year over that zone mostly. And uh, all these people were just firing all these questions at me that one after the other. And it's like, well I have to have some answers, right? Why do I still believe in the in this khan? They didn't believe anymore. So they said, Well, why do I believe in this kind in the first place? You know, why you know, it's like I had to have some answers. So it's like I start thinking, thinking, so from then Pak Krishna Krishna gave me this model. Uh, since then got the approval of many Vaishnavas that use it. Krishna Chaitra so used. There's later, Ishvara Krishna, much later, I used this model in, first in, in, the, in a seminar I did here in Radhadej once, Sudrila Vishwas. And Ishvara Krishna later, in, uh, maybe one and a half year later, two years later, in the ICJ, wrote an article about a house with three stories, yeah? It was the it was reversed, right? He went from like uh, Canista was the ground floor, and then first floor was Marian, and top floor was the Uchum. Uh, but it was similar. There was, was a similarity, although certain aspects were not there, like uh, okay, the oil spill principle is like important, I think. And uh, he didn't. I don't know how much he's done with it. Anymore. You can do so much with this and be doing more.